All right. Uh, welcome to episode two of the still yet to be named <laughs> Jeff Delzell podcast. I really should probably come up with a name before I get too much further along here. And uh, this is my first uh, one with a guest. So this is uh, a friend of mine, uh, a fellow coach. His name's Guy Sumner. Uh, also trains parents, coaches parents, um, is a dad himself, has, has three beautiful kids um and has been doing this for for a while now and, and met him through uh, uh kind of a cohort of other coaches and and it's just been great to kind of follow along with his journey and so i'm excited to have him on so thanks for coming on guy no thanks for having me it's great to great to be on your on your podcast i think you need to have a, a little jingle at the beginning as well yeah i do once you, I do once you to come up with your name <laughs> yeah <laughs> priorities name oh, i i forgot to mention that he's uh from england in case you didn't catch that uh where yes. in england are you i don't even uh just just south of london so you have to excuse some of my uh my blunt humor obviously it's a little bit different for us in in the uk <laughs> it's gonna be great but maybe i'll get more people on because everybody over here loves the british accent so maybe more people oh. will be on because they want to hear, <laughs> hear <you laughs> there <talk>. we go <laughs> in a british accent um yeah definitely got to come up with a name and definitely need to get a little intro thing so i don't have to come up with one every single time but yeah so uh i'd love to start just kind of with a little bit of your story so i i know that you've kind of shared a little bit of this yourself but this was kind of you were your first client you know that you kind of went through this journey so have, talk a little bit about how you got into fitness yourself and then you know how you got into coaching yeah yeah sure thank you um so to, to be honest um all through school um and most of my education i absolutely hated anything to do with sport PE um I used to I used to be the one that would make all the excuses not to do it to sort of to to skip and just sit on the side I was quite happy sitting on the side and it wasn't until I sort of maybe got to the age sort of sort of 16 to 18 where I actually sort of falling in love with fitness and going to the gym a bit more and almost sort of you know sort of at the age where um, you're meeting new people you're sort of sort of a new chapter in your life um and that's sort of where I sort of thought I sort of really need to get into fitness a little bit more so you know you sort of started sorting your diet out a little bit as much as you could obviously at that age you're still sort of living at home um sort of going to the gym a bit more regularly when when you could obviously only certain sessions were allowed as sort of a, a youth especially in the UK um and then as, as, as time went on it just sort of became a, a regular thing sort of going to the gym sort of three times a week is sort of now just part of my a part of my life part of my routine eating healthily as, as as well it's almost sort of become becomes ingrained you sort of you, you learn those habits over time um and obviously having a having a family as well as as the family grows your your diet changes because obviously you're changing to what, what what they enjoy as well yeah um and that's it's it's, it's always it's always evolving it's never just a just a, just a set sort of menu so to speak it always changes and that's sort of where yeah, where I've sort of stemmed from, sort of from, yeah, someone that hated doing sport to almost getting into teaching it and wanting to coach other people um, to almost find their love and passion for for health and fitness again to sort of get back to um, sort of, you know, like a, a pre-baby weight if they're having kids. And obviously there's a there's a thing that obviously the the, the dads as well put on put on weight during pregnancies as well. Um, mm. And that's obviously the, the same for them as well, sort of trying to coach them through fitness Get, yeah getting their passion back and almost building those habits again to sort of become a better version of, of, of what they are now 
Yeah, man. Oh, I love that. Um, and just as a quick side note, I forgot to mention it earlier too. And this is, uh, if you didn't listen to the first episode of this podcast, but this is another example of like, just start and it's not perfect. So a uh, guy and I had this scheduled a week ago and then some things moved around and I got people hanging drywall literally directly below me right now. So if you hear some nail guns going off or other random stuff, that is what is happening, but we weren't going to reschedule because it's what it is. So just take imperfect action. So um, <laughs> yeah, I love that. And and you touched on something that I, I think is super important that, um, you know, it certainly changes when you have kids because things have happened and you have, like, your kids are, are older than mine. How, how old are your kids again? They're like, uh, uh, elementary age right yes or seven seven nine and eleven so yes yeah still quite young yes yes but they're a little bit more mobile and moving around and things like that so how has like even going back to the very beginning and then over the course of it but like how did your fitness journey you talked about like just getting into it when you were in school how did that change kind of through those different phases of life so when you were single versus when you got married, when you got married versus particularly when you had kids. And then maybe even as your kids have gotten older, how has that changed for you um, from when they were, you know, little and, and my kids age, my, you know, two and a half and a year old. Yeah. And no, um, I, I think, I think to be fair, when I was, when I was single, I probably wasn't going to the gym as, as much. Um, and a lot of people say when they are single, they sort of, go to the gym and sort of exercise more I think for me when I was single I was sort of more I was out and about wanting to sort of almost sort of socialize more than actually sort of spend time in the gym so I think it was more when I was sort of started dating a bit more that was sort of when I sort of went a bit more regularly and sort of going sort of the the two to three times a week Um, and also finding the time um, that was always hard, especially sort of when you're sort of you, you just sort of start start to date. You want to sort of spend as much time with that that sort of person as you can to to get to know them as best best yeah. as possible to to move on to sort of the, the the next level, so to speak. Um, and obviously, again, once we once we got married as well, I was still going. Obviously, she was quite into fitness as well. We sort of lived quite near to a gym, so it was quite nice that we could um, we could go together. We sort of trained together at the local gym. Um, but again, it was it was always because we both worked as well. So it was always it was always hard to find the time. Um, but obviously, you sort of try and you try and make the time, especially when you're when you're in a relationship. It's hard to you don't want to let things let things go, and almost you have that you almost sort of become a bit sort of complacent with 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 how you are, and you sort of get sort of stuck in stuck in certain ways. It's trying to keep it keep it going, trying to keep sort of training, and it's trying to find a balance as well, isn't it? It's more you know do you do something at home do you go to a gym what's what's you got to find what's best for for your family as well it's and that was it's exactly the same for when when we had kids it's fitness isn't necessarily just me going to the gym by myself for an hour it's oh let's go and let's go and jump around in the garden i mean my youngest his favorite exercise of all things is is burpees which i know is uh as soon as you say that word it sort of everyone sort of cringes straight yeah. away yeah for sure <laughs> he, he loves it and we just we, we jump around in the garden uh we throw some some lights or weights around and 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 they love it and actually getting them up and up and out and even just going for for a walk i mean they they, they love being outside um, and I think it's it's it's, it's important to, as, as a family just to, to keep active because again you don't want to be want to be stuck in the fact that you can't get on the floor and, and play with your kids or take your kids to the park and go and kick a football around. I mean that's 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 a huge thing to do at weekends. It's not something you want to you want to stop doing because you almost sort of become unfit. 
Yeah, there's so many things that you said there that I think are just so important. One is I'm going to kind of work backward from what you said there. So the ending, I think, is is huge, right? That coming back to the why, right? Wanting to be able to jump around and play with your kids and, and that desire to to play around with them. And when they say, like, mommy, let's do this or daddy, let's do this, not to be like, oh, I can't for whatever, like you physically can't or you're too tired or whatever it is to, like, want to be able to say yes to do all those things because when you're doing them, they're, they're so fun. Like, even if you're tired, right? Like, oh my gosh, I really don't want to go. Like, I'd like to just sit on the couch right now. Yeah. But then absolutely. you go do them and they're just so awesome. The kid lights up and all these kinds of things, which is so just life giving both ways. Right. It's, it's the, yeah. it's the perks of parenthood, you know, <laughs> like otherwise it's, yeah, it's, absolutely. All the, it's all the heart, you know, is, is to be able to do those things. But I love what you, you started to touch on there, which was, you know, it does, and you said it even at the beginning with, with when you're married, right? At, at any point when you make a decision to, to do fitness or, or whatever it is, or, you know, work out or any of these things, it's a sacrifice, just like there's a cost to it. So it's time when you're just dating or married, it's time with them. When it's with your kids, it's time with your kids and, and it's a sacrifice. And when you're married and you have kids, it's not just a sacrifice for you, it's for them and it's for your spouse too because to some degree somebody's got to watch them right like somebody's yeah. got to be covering the kids and so the idea of all right this is a cost that i have to do like this is a challenge and i have to give this up but the positive return on that is the ability to go and run around and jump around the garden and go play and, and do all these things with them where i can be there like physically be there all the time but what version of me are they getting if I'm not taking care of myself? Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think it's that's, and then you just said it exactly there as well is, is taking care of yourself. Sometimes you almost do have to be a little bit selfish and sort of take the time out for yourself and do a little bit, sort of try and improve to become a better person, almost become that better role model for your parents to show them that, you know, you can, yeah. you can exercise and still have a, still have a family and sort of that, that, mm-hmm. that that's key. And they understand, they know, you know, I might, I might do an exercise session outside and they'll come and jump in, but they also know that if I'm at the gym, I'm not going to be there for, for hours. I'm there as a, as a short thing. Ah. And then they sort of get me at weekends as for as for, for to go, go to the park, kick a ball around. Yeah. It- I love that because there's two sides of that. One, they see you doing it and they want to jump in and, and that sort of thing. And, and um, the idea that for you, when you were saying when you were growing up and that's the nail gun, <laughs> but the, when you were growing up and you didn't necessarily like PE and didn't like doing necessarily a lot of activities, but for your kids to have activity and, and fitness and, and taking care of themselves and being moving around to be part of their their life growing up and to see their parents do it makes it that much easier for them to get into it or not necessarily be as intimidated by it when they get older because like dad did this mom did this and I did this with mom and dad like there's no there's not that extra threshold which is always going to be there right it's always going to be a challenge to take care of yourself and to get into the gym and all these kinds of things so if we can remove one barrier to entry of the intimidation factor or not knowing what to do or feeling out of place, but being like, no, this is what I like. I've, I've done this for a long time. That can make a huge, huge difference in their ability to do it and be that example for them for the long, 
for as they become older and, and a healthier version of themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Especially through um obviously we had the pandemic and almost sort of it, it was very easy to almost not move. And you can you can yeah. get sort of stuck in that rut where you don't you don't move for days on end. Every day yeah. rolls into one. So we made a made an effort to almost sort of get out there and do and and do something. Cause again, like I always coach coach clients with it, so, something is better than nothing if yeah. it's if it's 15 if it's 15 minutes that could be 15 minutes more than you did yesterday could be 15 minutes more than what you're going to do tomorrow but it's always it's always sort of trying to find what what can there's always something you can do if it, if you can't if you can't run then you, you you go for a walk if you can't i'm not saying you know go to the go to the gym and sort of deadlift 200 pounds you can pick up some some dumbbells and, and start with them it's there's there's always something you can do um without sort of yeah jumping leaps and bounds to sort of get into that that end goal you know one starts no one starts at the end you have to start at the beginning and, and progress from there oh yeah i love that and, and uh that's literally what all of episode one was about was not you know trying to do all that and and i love you said it you've said it multiple times but um just embracing the what doesn't necessarily feel like um exercise you know things like going for a yeah. walk or jumping around in the park or um, or even outside, or, you know, we're going to go shoot hoops with the kids or, you know, my, my kid just loves to do laps in his little car where I push him and we do laps around the cul-de-sac that we're on, like literally just walk in circles around this cul-de-sac and he's in his little car for half an hour. And Perfect, that might yeah. not, that, that doesn't feel like, a, oh, I did a workout, but like, that's incredibly valuable one for mm. you and two for them because you're moving and you're doing something. And it's, it's, again, we, we can so drastically underestimate, I think the value of movement and think that it needs to look a certain way in order to be productive. Um, you know, like it yeah. has to, I have to lift weights or I have to do, you know, I had to go for a run versus go like, and, and I love what you said, like, what, what can you do? And thinking about the positive versus, oh, I'm not doing X, Y, Z, but I am able to do these things and building on them over the course of time versus just being like, okay, I'm, I can't do what I want to be able to do. So I'm going to do nothing at all. Yeah. And that is exactly that, you know, you, you sort of saying, you know, walking around the cul-de-sac, pushing, uh, pushing your boy around on his, on, on his, on his bike is that becomes people, when people sort of say, well, how am I going to get to, I don't know if you sort of said eight to 10, 10,000 steps a day people will sort of become very you know how I'll never be able to get to that but doing exactly what you've just done there going out yeah um, just pushing around the cul-de-sac that's it might be it might be a thousand it might be two thousand but that's a quick 15 yeah. minute walk that you wouldn't have done usually it just and it gets you both that you get a little bit of bonding time with the with with, with the boy um yeah. and, and and yeah you see see his little smile and you get some steps in as well so it's almost it's, it's breaking it down as opposed to looking at it as yeah 10,000 a day look at it as you know sort of doing small amount of, of steps as opposed to all all in one hit because no one can do that all, all in one hit without m making some proper time especially as a family that's ten thousand steps is sort of an hour and a half walk maybe and that's a that's a huge sacrifice to family time if you're if, if you're going to go out by yourself so yeah break it down throughout the day and exactly like you've done there i mean that's yeah it's 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 doing something small to for the for the bigger picture well and what you what you just said is it's going back to even the, it can feel selfish, right? But this is something where, all right, we're, you know, you live in two categories of like, okay, I'm, I'm 
taking care of myself and I'm being a parent, right? And there's other things that you need to do, but like, like with non-working time, right? I'm taking care of myself. I'm taking care of my kids and somewhere in there, you know, taking care of friendships and relationships and spouse and all these kinds of things, right? But those are the kind of the main things oftentimes for parents that we're focusing on. I got to take care of myself. I got to take care of my kids. And so oftentimes the kids just trump us, right? Which is natural because they are more needy and things like that. But doing things like that, or, you know, I'm thinking about you went on a big trip to Disney. uh, It was probably a month and a half, two months ago now, right? Uh, A little bit ago that you, you went on this trip and you're like, okay, we're not, this doesn't look like traditional training, right? But like you probably walked 15, 20,000 steps all of those days and you're carrying backpacks and kids around and you're wrestling with kids because they were all over the map and things like that. But that's an, those are opportunities to do both at the same time where you're taking care of yourself, but you're also taking care of your kids and, and doing those activities where, where if you can involve them, then if you're having a hard time with, oh, it feels selfish to go on a walk or whatever, because if you're like, all right, I'm going to go on two 45 minute walks by myself every day. If you got kids, like that's just not a realistic thing yeah. for most people. Like, what you just um, yeah, it just doesn't happen. You it's, it's, it's hard to find that time. And as you, you bring said, them the, with yeah. you and all exactly, of a sudden yeah. now, it's, now you're double dipping. Yeah. And you get to spend time with them. I don't know. You make it fun, go in the woods and there's loads of different things you can do with them. And yeah, it almost becomes a, a family activity as opposed to, yeah, something that, as you said, becomes, it's not, it's not selfish. No. And, and even when you do take the time for yourself, like, I think that we can get into this a lot. Um, you know, my wife and I talk about this all the time. Like it's, it's not selfish to take care of yourself. Like it can feel that way. Like, yep it can absolutely feel that way. And that's a real feeling. And we want to acknowledge that, but it's, it's actually selfish not to take care of yourself because like what, what version of you are you giving your kids? If you're like, if you're not taking care of yourself and then all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're not feeling confident. So you're, you know, showing them not confidence or you're tired or you don't want to do things or whatever it is like, they you might be physically there but not in the way that you want to be or they want you or need you to be so it's i'm like a, a firm believer that taking care of yourself and i'm not like a self-care you know like all right i'm gonna go you know all right this is self-care i'm gonna go do all this but like actually taking care of yourself in a way that makes you a better version of yourself for your kids is selfless it's taking care of them because you can't really take care of them well or the way that you want to if you're not taking care of yourself because eventually you just burn out and you got nothing left you're just like pouring from an empty cup <laughs> and it's yeah. like got nothing yeah and it's, it's it's easy to almost literally fall in the door from a from work um and just sort of sit on the sofa and and not move and you have your your kids sort of looking up at you, wanting to wanting to do something. And yeah, you're there, you're there physically, but mentally, there's, there's you're just there's not there, and you, you're not gonna be in the mood to go out and push them around the cul de sac. You just sort of wanna you just wanna lay there and, and, and do nothing, which isn't which isn't fair. You've been at work all day. You wanna you you wanna sort of spend some time with uh, with them and sort of get the get the best the best time that you can with them. So yeah, being selfish is 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 
is just as important because yeah with, without sort of spending some time on yourself and doing those extra activities you're not going to be present for your children it's more you're, you'll be there physically but not necessarily sort of there and be able to do the fun things that they want to do as well and seeing their faces smiling yeah. when you're when you are kicking a ball or pushing them around the cul-de-sac that they're 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 big things absolutely no i i i was thinking about this you know i think it's just a very real thing and i think you know we can probably be pretty authentically raw and real about this and i'm sure you had these moments in disney right where you're like why did we go on this trip (laughs) (laughs) yes you're like not like all right but like you have a moment where you're like this was just way more than i you know off more than i could chew and you have these moments i think as parents where you're like what is (laughs) <laughs> the benefit not that you don't love your kids but you have like moments and if, if you're like you know not that they're there for you or anything like that but you have moments where you're like oh my gosh this is just all out for me yeah. and if you're if you're constantly in the i'm just keeping the tiny humans alive mode you know like all i'm just giving them their needs and then and just trying to get everybody to the end of the day, which is, which is absolutely part of it. And it's just the nature of it. Yeah. But if you, if you can't take the the times to be able to be in them and do the fun, then it, it can feel like that more and more and more. So like the last couple of weeks we had a bunch of like all the kids were sick and um, you know, different things with like childcare restrictions, right They're They're sick. So like, all right, he can't go here. And then, then somebody, who's supposed to babysit is sick and, and all kinds of stuff and just moving around. And I was just, I had, I have a lot of them at home a lot. And I got to the end of the day and I was just like, man, I, this is just, just keeping them alive. And I was just burnt, burnt out because it's just, it's not how I, I planned it or anything like that. And you pour it out, pour it out, pour it out. And then to get then a moment where I just had my, my, daughter because everybody else was was asleep or something like that and she and i are playing and she's like lighting up and smiling and it's like okay that's the those are the moments but it's the moments where you can be actively present with them that make it remind you why you had kids and and that all of the difficulties are are worth it but those are fewer and further between if you're just like i got nothing to give right now yeah and it's exactly the same when you sort of go out for just normal walks where sometimes you'll yeah. be really excited to go out and yeah they they almost get to the point where you are dragging them along um, yeah and it becomes it, it doesn't become fun at all and kids do um and kids will, will kick off in the middle in the middle of the woods as we've as we've experienced many times um yeah. and it's just it's sort of yeah then you sort of try and you turn it around a little bit play a little game with them and all of a sudden they're smiling again and everyone's everyone's fine but you've got to be that you've got to be strong to sort of to, to be able to drag them along as well to be able to go and do that exercise um and equally you've got to be there mentally to almost sort of be able to turn that around and also something else you mentioned earlier it's 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 being um it's being there you don't want them to sort of give up asking you to come and play yes which is which is which is huge. You don't want to, you know. It, there are some days where you're sort of like, no, please, just 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 go away. But you don't want that. Mm. But then, yeah. in in years to come, if you keep saying that because you're not in the mood, you're too tired, it will come a point where they won't they won't ask. And for that for that once that happens, I mean, that's as as, as a parent, I mean, that's that's horrible. You always want to 
you always want to be able to play with them for all the time they're at home. You want to be able to get on the floor and I don't know, build Lego with them, or again, just go out into the garden and 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 kick a ball. There's, there's so many things, but yeah, once they stop asking, they're only going to stop asking because you've always you've always said no or been too tired. Yeah, it's it's the same with any relationship, right? Like if you if you think about any relationship in your life, it it didn't it doesn't there aren't a lot that just like have a catastrophic moment. You know, or even even when it comes to, you know, any goal, right? There's not necessarily a catastrophic moment where all, all goes to crap or one moment where it all blows up. Like that happens in, in the positive way. That happens on occasion. But for the most part, like things go gradually and it's just one little percent. Like you got a, a hill and it's a one percent grade uphill, right? That doesn't feel like much in the in as you're in it, but all of a sudden you look back after a mile and you're you're way higher than you were before, or vice versa the other way. All of a sudden this is now we're going pretty far downhill. And we can not notice those little one percent changes, those one degree changes where it doesn't feel like we're doing much. But over time, that one degree keeps on compounding on itself. And that can happen with the relationships, right? Or it takes like, all right, I say no because I'm too tired or I missed this opportunity that can, you know, deteriorate that relationship because like, how did we get here? Do you get to that moment where you're like, how did we get here? Well, it, it yeah. happened one, one degree at a time. It's the same thing with like weight or whatever it is. Like, all right, you're all of a sudden you wake up one day and, and you're, you know, 25 pounds heavier than you were, whatever it is. And you're like, how did I get here? Well, it didn't happen overnight. It was, you know, a pound at a time. And the same thing happens on the flip side of it, right? You're not going to all of a sudden then, you know, we see this all the time. You're not going to lose 25 pounds in a, a day and a half, you know, because no, you, no, no, you no. started working out. It's going to happen slowly over time. And it just takes those one degree changes kind of continuing to compound on themselves. And that's the positive or the negative, whatever the result is going to be, happens because we whatever we're doing consistently ends up where we are or that's where we end up. Yeah. hundred percent. And and doing something consistently. And that's one thing that um, I always speak to uh, clients about is doing something consistently for 80% of the time is, is far more important than doing something for a hundred percent of the time for a few weeks and then fall off and then do it again. So sort of a couple of months later, that's why one thing always was it's 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 fine to be or not not be perfect like we've sort of doing you know sort of take taking perfect action it's it's perfectly normal not to be perfect um so that's why i think just just doing that sort of the the 80 percent and as you sort of said that, that earlier you're not just gonna you know you eat one salad and all of a sudden you sort of lost those those 25 pounds and you're you're back to where you were but equally just that one donut you had last night didn't put you 25 pounds heavier than than you were than you were six months yeah. ago everything takes time and, and yeah, doing the sort of the, the, the one degree changes is, is, is just as important as, as, as yeah, spending time with, with, with family and, and friends. It's making, making those consistent changes to, to be, almost become habits and ingrained into, in, into your daily life. Yeah, for sure. Can you tell a little bit more about the 80% thing? Cause I love that. Um, but I'm, I'm just kind of curious your thoughts on it because, I do think that like, if, if you were going to tell me somebody who's like, if I was going to pick two clients, you know, if I had two clients in front of me and for the first four weeks, one of them is a hundred percent all, you know, like perfect. And the other one's 80% in 
like I'm more likely, I'm thinking the 80% one's going to see more lasting results. Like I, I would be shocked if the 100% one, like if somebody's like, oh, I've, I've eaten every meal perfectly for four weeks. I'm like, I don't know if you're going to still be doing this in, in six months. Maybe you are, but like I, I, at least for me, I see more success for people who, who are more like the 60, 70, 80% um, yeah. and then can build that. So what's your, been your experience with that personally or with clients? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, 80% of a, of, of a month is what, 20, 24, 24 days, uh, 24, 25 days. Um, so if you, if you could do it perfectly for those amount of time, it gives you some, some extra days there to, I don't know, if you're not feeling up to cooking that meal that you have prepared, if you're not, if you're not fancying exercise or, I don't know, it, it puts us down um, to, I know when we have children, for example, it's it's hard to sometimes they come home, they've had a really bad day. You're not going to then sort of say, right, well, we've got this for dinner and I'm going to go to the gym. You sort of you've got to have the time um, yeah. set aside for those days that you can't you can't be perfect. Um, so it's yeah. almost having having those people sort of tick off three things a day that they can they can do well, whether it's doing daily activity or having a, the right amount of protein each day um just doing those 80 percent of the time i think it's, it's far more important because those are the ones that are going to get the the lifelong changes so you know if they slip up and have a glass of wine because we've had a stressful day with the kids do it if you need a need that sort of that that bit of chocolate at, at the weekend then then do it cutting everything out of your diet and sort of saying no to everything it will only make you want it more and so then yeah. that's, that's where you're going to sort of slip up and especially weekends, you end up binge week yeah. eating at weekends. If you're, if you're restricting everything throughout the week. Um, so yeah, trying to balance everything out for a full seven days as opposed to the the Monday to Friday. Um, so yeah, that's, that sort of, I, I think that the 80% is, is quite key. Um, and a lot of and my clients love that because yeah, it, it, it puts it down to, I've got a wedding on, on Sunday or I've got a friend's birthday on Saturday Go on then, go out, go go and enjoy it. It's not, it's not sort of saying you have to then stand on the side and you know, as we said earlier, you're not gonna put on twenty five pounds overnight because you had that extra yeah. slice of cake and a and a couple of margaritas. It's that mm. that they're 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 lifelong changes. It's you know, you go out, enjoy yourself, and that's 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 what it's all about. I love so much of what you said, but I think the biggest thing, the reason why I think 80%, why I think the 80% client is going to be more successful is exactly what you said, because you're, when you tell yourself you can't do like with your kids, right? You tell your kid, all right, don't do that. What's the first thing they're going to go do? They're going to go do that thing, like whatever it is. Yep. Like it doesn't matter what it is, even if they didn't want to do it before, right? That's what they're going to go do. And so it's, it's that idea that, if I'm so restricted that I can't do anything, then the rebound is going to be the other way. It's, it's, we, we ride this pendulum and we think that it's got to be all this or all this and fail to recognize that there's a middle ground where we can be and actually enjoy ourselves. Like the idea that um, I, I had a client who was telling me like she would, she literally did not go to a wedding of a friend because she was, at the time she was on such a restrictive diet that she like didn't trust herself to, to not eat cake or have a drink or whatever. Wow. She didn't yeah. think she, she like literally didn't go to a friend's wedding. And now that's an extreme, you know, illustration of that. But, but then, right. So that was when she was so restrictive, she was a hundred percent. Right. So she's not only missing out on social and like life, like literally life. Like she cried when yeah. she told me the story, 
but then you go to the other side of it where like three weeks later she was off it and she was eating everything and she you know what i mean and because you couldn't you can't sustain that yeah from an emotional from a lifestyle and and also like you know you said it man life without margaritas is just not really, really isn't <laughs> and i know you do love a margarita <laughs> i love me a good margarita man you know me a good pink drink you know if it's pink it's for me um but yeah I, I just think that if we're if we get so restrictive then it just it it paints us into a corner because there's no other area in our life like you said with you know there's things that can happen but there's no other area in our life where we we expect to be perfect so like again i'm going to come back to your, your disney trip because i want to hear a little bit more about it too but you think about that disney trip right your kid has one temp- temper tantrum which i'm sure happened at least once a day you had somebody have a meltdown you know, 100 percent. yes yeah <laughs> and so but like you're not going to say all right this whole day was a waste or the whole trip was a waste because we had a temper tantrum every day because you also had these great memories and then you also had just good good moments in interspersed through that so we don't we don't want to write it off just because we we did something maybe not ideal but we also don't want to have the expectation that we're going to do everything perfectly because there's no way we can live up to that there's no other area in our life where we're expecting 100 percent perfection of ourselves um even as a parent like you got to give yourself grace and you got to give yourself time away like you know this is going back to what we talked about like if you're just on as a parent all the time and you're just like, sing, I, I will forever have more respect for single moms than I think for any other or single parents, single moms, single yeah. dads, than any other grouping of people in the world, because I have no earthly idea how they function where they're the constant, like, all right, I have to do this. And so you have to have the break because it, it allows you to then stick with the other 80%, you know, because if you look at what you talked about the days, you got, you know, 20, 30 days in a month, do simple math. You're shooting for 24 of them to be, you know, you hit your three things and we can talk about that. Like you pick not everything, like, Hey, I didn't do everything perfectly, you know, these 24 days, but I hit my, my key action things that I'm trying to do every day for those 24 days and then the other six, right? Or I could go, I'm perfect for a week and a half. And then I like, or two weeks, and then I fall off the wagon for a week and then I get back on it. Well, you missed seven days now instead of five or four or six, you know what I mean? Like whatever it is, like you, you're the, the all in and then crash down and then all in, you end up, doing fewer days of consistency than you would if you went if you just shot for the 80 percent yeah and it's like you know you get given a a hot plate and you're told don't touch the plate it's hot Mm. what's the first thing we all do we we touch the plate so saying not really that hot (laughs) (laughs) exactly that's what we all we 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 we'll do it and it's it's exactly the same with 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 restrictive eating you almost sort of say no you can't have that well, I, I really want that now. And you almost, mm-hmm. it's in your head and it's in your mind until you've had it. So being able yeah. to sort of have it when, when you do want it is, 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 is being, isn't being restrictive. And it's sort of, you're being a bit more flexible with, 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 with what you, what you consume. So the, yeah. And then as you sort of said, you can go to those weddings and have that, have that cake and, and enjoy it, be social, 
without having to worry of sort of falling off without you know you, you have you have that the 20 percent of the days in the month where you can do that and it, it doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna be the whole day if you're going to a wedding it's only gonna be an evening so you might just have that piece yeah. of cake a few drinks and that's it and then we, we start again we reset on the, the the next day and you carry on it's when you sort of fall down and you sort of you, you can't get back up from that that it becomes sort of days or even hour or meals you start from meals to then days weeks and then it becomes months and that's where it, it's hard to get back out of and that's that's when you sort of you that's where the help sort of needs to needs to stem from from there yeah well and and <laughs> like what you were saying like you have this <clears throat> if you get in the restrictive thing and, and you have the obsession in your head of like oh i have to eat this right and until you do but then what ends up happening when you do it is what you talked about the bench right like you've been thinking about it now for so long that you just go nuts on it versus like i had a client the other day who was like you know i just i'm so used to having chocolate at night and i'm like well, listen and because then she was like, I, I did this for a long, long time. I had just like, you know, a chocolate bar every night or, you know, whatever piece of chocolate every night. But then I stopped doing it and then got to a point where it was, you know, I don't know, she had been three, four weeks without doing it. And she went like nuts and she just like ate five weeks worth of chocolate in like one, you know, a night or two because she had been so um, kind of lacking it that it was like all right you're better off just having a bite every yeah. night you know just have like have a one small bite so you're not obsessing about it and then give yourself some other treat that you can have that's also going to be something you look forward to like you have some whatever some fresh fruit or whatever it is like you gotta you gotta steer into what you naturally want to do because the the thing that i think people kind of get into their head when they're like all right if i'm if i'm not where i want to be with being in shape like I'm, I'm over what I want for weight or I don't feel as good in my skin or whatever I'm gonna go on a diet or a workout plan or whatever and I'm gonna get back to where I want to be so then I can live my life the way that I want to yeah right so like you, you're I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have a drink at this wedding and I'm not gonna go do all these social things because I'm on my diet and I'm gonna get down there but then at some point I'm gonna get to this point and then I'm gonna just go back to all of the behaviors that got me back to where I was before because I'm just looking to look a certain way, but be able to do whatever the heck I want. Yeah. And well, then you're just going to end up right back where you were. And that's where the yo-yo dieting thing comes back into play. Well, I lost 50 pounds when I did this. So I'm just going to go do that again. Right. I lost 50 pounds on keto because, you know, I did keto for a bit and it's like, all right, well you can do it again. But then whenever you stop doing keto, you're going to put all the weight back on because that's not how you actually want to live your life. And so, finding a way like you've talked like you were talking about that's natural for your lifestyle and not so restrictive. And it's like what I want to do and how I actually want to live is what allows you to keep it for the long term because it's what you're going to keep doing even yeah. when you arrived at that destination goal. Yeah. And again, as you, as you, you alluded to earlier, it's having those, those sort of those, those markers, those sort of checks that you can do every day that almost it comes where you do it so much every day or 80% of the time for, for so long that, I don't know, getting outside and doing eight to 10,000 steps a day or drinking two liters of water every day just becomes part of your, your daily routine. And that's, that's what you do. Unlike, yeah, like, like, like keto, as you, you sort of said earlier, if you did that 
for six weeks great you may see some great results and then you sort of think then you fall off it you haven't really there's no sort of lifelong changes there you haven't it's not really a, a long-term consistent sort of flexible diet you, you're going to end up eating the all the fats again and that's where the, the weight will start creeping on so yeah doing those doing those lifelong changes are, are, are crucial for for progress because those are the ones that are going to make all the difference and make you stick to something that's flexible that works for your lifestyle and we've got kids we've got snacks and treats in the house it's yeah it's it, I mean, that's, that's that's that comes part of parenting i think um yeah. there's always biscuits around and, and things so it's, it's having that self-control and if you want one have one but without you know destroying a pack of oreos and mm. in, in, a, yeah. in a simple system <laughs> it's you just gotta have yeah. you gotta have that in your head yeah well and, and i think there are two key things with that is one like there's nothing you know, I don't love the idea of keto because I think carbs are one delicious and two like essential for you. But at, at the same time, like, listen, if you don't really like carbs, especially if like people who are gluten intolerant or whatever it is, like, and it's just easy for you not to eat carbs, like, go for it. If that's how you actually want to eat for the rest of your life and you want to eat lower carbs, then by all means, you know, if, if you don't like eating breakfast, then maybe intermittent fasting is for you. I love breakfast. It's like my favorite meal yeah. of the day. I eat it. I eat every day. I'm hungry. Like the second I wake up, like the idea that I'm going to wait until, you know, four or five hours after I woke up to eat is just so unappealing to me. But like for me, I like everybody's going to have a different thing that's going to work for them. So, but it has to be something that you want to stick with beyond the short term. Because exactly what you said, like your life is going to come your way. And so if, if you are trying to do low carb, but you love carbs, well, when the kids snacks are around, what are you going to do? You know, like yeah. how, how are you going to handle it? So then you were coming back to like, and I, I think this is a, a great point for us to kind of end on is, is the idea of like, all right, you have a couple, you know, key things that you're focusing on each day, whether it's movement or, or walking or, or protein or water, whatever it is, like, what are some of those things that you are kind of your, um, uh, our, our coach and, and one of our mentors, Alex calls them your, I hate the phrase, but your bare ass minimums. Like, what are your, what are your things like your benchmarks? Like I have to, I'm going to do these every, this is like my check mark for the day. I've done that. What are, what are yours? And then what are some that you would recommend for people who are just starting out? Because they might not be the same. I think the, um, I always try and keep it really basic to sort of start with, because some of the people I sort of, I, I start coaching sort of haven't stepped foot in a gym before, or um, don't really know where to begin. So instead of saying, you know, just do flexible dieting isn't really, isn't really enough. So I always, always take it right back to the basics. So things like just increasing your step count to, we set a target to start with of sort of 8,000 um, a day. So it's almost sort of just getting your daily activity up. Um, another one would be just sort of drink two liters of water um, and try and do it without, um, without sort of sugary drinks in that as well. So it's just, just, just sort of pure, pure water. And the other one is to sort of try and add a portion of protein to eat each of your meals. So just sort of three simple things that don't sort of need, you know, I don't need to sit there and study books and record everything that you're consuming. They're just sort of three things that, you know, each day I've just got to walk, drink water and just eat some protein. And those are just the, the three ones that I would always sort of coach clients with at the beginning. Um, I think it's I think it's important whether you're starting out or your intermediate level 
in 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 fitness i think that sometimes we forget those basics um so for, yeah. for, for everyone those are the, the the three main ones if you can do those consistently well then you'll be on you'll be onto onto a winner for sure for sure i i, I love all of those those are my kind of main ones too is because there's going to be yeah. days where you can work out there's going to be days where you but like if you were going to do what I, what I call like, and I don't know if I've ever actually posted this or, or anything like that. I've said this, but I say it to clients all the time. If there's like a hierarchy of importance for health, fat loss, whatever it is, like number one would be your nutrition. Number two would be your movement. Number three would be your recovery. And that includes your hydration and your sleep. And number four would be your workout. Like that's the order of importance yeah. for like when you're going to see your progress. So like, I have a, a client right now who's like having some, some pain in her neck and like, can't really do much in terms of working out, like can't do anything really upper body and is only doing body weight, lower body. And she's like, man, I just don't feel like I'm, I'm getting a lot. I'm doing a lot with my workouts. And I'm like, you, you're really not right now. And that's okay. One, we're building the muscle of like, just, you know, that practice of, of exercise, which is a good thing to do. But two, like that's number four. And we can still do the top three. Like everybody noticed like, what you, what I said there. Nowhere in there was like go to the gym and work out. Like that is yeah. not like hit your two to three workouts a week. Like that's not, if you're just beginning, like that is down the road. It's not to say that it's not incredibly valuable because I think you and I both started like training in a gym. And so it is incredibly important to like, all right, hey, workout is great for all, innumerable reasons. But these other things of getting your movement in, which is just going to, one, great for your health and all these kinds of things, but in terms of your fat loss, right, it just increases the amount of calories you burn in the day without making you much yeah. more hungry. Getting the protein in is going to help you stay full, so it's easier for you to eat a little bit less, and it also helps support your muscles. And three is the hydration, because that's going to help you recover, and it's also going to not make you <laughs> feel like, oh, I have this gap um, where I'm... I'm, I think I'm hungry and, and I'm, I'm yeah. really thirsty and all of these things. And, and so doing those things is just going to make staying in on a plan a lot easier. And, and I love what you said there about starting with things that are appropriate for where you are, you know, not yeah. like starting out doing, okay, do, go do flexible dieting. Like, well, that's not, <laughs> what is that yeah it's what not gonna yes yeah, yeah exactly it's not gonna it's not gonna help anyone and yeah where, where do you even begin if you just sort of said that to someone no one yeah. would know where to where to begin and yeah the, the whole the whole work the workouts as you sort of said they're the fourth the fourth pillar so to speak of, of, yeah. of where it is i mean some i have some clients that some they might not do a workout in a week but still still feel fantastic and doing those doing those yeah. basics almost if you can do those well it then sets you up to be able to to get to the gym and be be full of energy and fully hydrated. So then you go and do yeah. a great workout as opposed to sort of, well, I pulled myself in because, you know, sort of not feeling hundred percent. If you're, if you're fully hydrated and you've had a good, you know, a, a good diet the, the sort of the night before that, that workout you're going to do is going to be, it's going to feel incredible because you've, you've set yourself up for it. It's not necessarily, you know, you're going to do the workout. So then you might eat a little bit better later. If you can do the basics <laughs> yeah. then the, the workout is, 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 is going to feel great. Yeah, it's it's just gonna accelerate all the work that you're already doing. You know, it's, yeah. it's pouring gas on the fire that's already burning. You know, and and that's really what it is that we're trying to do with with 
nutrition and movement and, and hydration. And, and those things aren't sexy, you know, like it's not, it's not, doesn't make good marketing material to be like, go do your walking, you know, or, or yeah. try to move or, <laughs> or eat more protein. Like it's not, it's not as flashy as like, this is the workout to get six pack abs. But like <laughs> we, it's, it's a, it's a epidemic failure of the fitness industry to effectively communicate that what will actually make a difference are the daily mundane basic things just like with anything else right like most of your job is not the flashy moments you know like the oh man this was such a cool thing it's just like you do the daily stuff and you do it well and you do it consistently and then you're going to have the great workouts and you're going to have some mediocre ones but you're going to have that if you've done the consistent work all along versus if you just try if you like just meandered your way through your job and never really did anything and then expected to show up on on a, an important moment and and to crush it like that's just never going to be what it is or practice throughout the week you know American football you practice all week and you're and you're not really doing anything and then you show up on game day and expect to play really well like no you didn't you didn't it's just, do yeah, the it's just not gonna happen stuff. Yeah, yeah the foundations are, are crucial to to anything get the basics right and yeah the the rest will follow i mean it's it's yeah consistency is always is always key but yeah once you can get those basics right the results will follow awesome well guy uh really appreciate you coming on man i i love this conversation why don't you kind of tell everybody maybe where they can find you anything uh any last minute nuggets um that they uh that you'd like to share or anything like that kind of your little sign off here yeah, no, thank you. And thank you for having me. It's uh, it's it's been a been a pleasure to to chat with you. I mean, yeah, we could probably go on for, for hours yeah. of just sort of yeah. just chatting. But no, I'm on uh, I'm on Instagram and TikTok at GWSPT. Uh website is gwspt.co.uk. Um and my last sort of my last nugget would be results are results, no matter how small they are. Just keep doing what you're doing, keep plugging away, get those basics right. And as as I said earlier, the they the results will follow and it will it will get easier as you as you progress through and do things consistently awesome absolutely love it guy we appreciate you coming on man and uh we'll definitely have to have you back on another time because you're right like i looked up and i was like oh wow that (laughs) we're running over so um appreciate you coming on and um yeah if if you made it all the way through thanks so much and and yeah leave your I don't even know if you can leave comments. I'm still figuring this out, but like reviews or thumbs ups or send me a message or anything like that. If you, if you found this helpful and um, certainly go give guy a follow, it puts out a lot of good stuff. Um, and anything uh, that you think for the podcast is that there's conversations you'd like uh, us to have or me to have uh, would love to do that with you. Um, so let me know about those, but really appreciate your time guy. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.